I do like Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, well, I I just watched um, American, American Psycho. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good movie. Do you not it, like Huey Lewis in the news? I mean, sports is really. I mean, he's not kidding. Patrick Bateman's not off base. Sports is a classic album. I mean, the early stuff is a bit too new wave for my taste, but. Welcome to BitFaced. We are here today for the first time testing out our new studio equipment with Skype. There's no better person to do that with than the guy that got me into podcasting in the first place. Uh, Before BitFaced even started, I was a guest on a podcast called Kill the Music. I was on a couple times, and that's really what kind of got me the bug. It's what started it churning inside me realizing that it's something that I needed to do. And then I met a guy named Tyler, and we started a podcast. But none of that ever would have happened without today's guest from Kill the Music, Jordan Muller. How's everything going, Jordan? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Hold the applause. How are Uh, you? Good. I've been, you know, living life. So you know how it goes. I do. So... You've had a couple really good guests on Kill the Music recently. Do you want to talk about them? Yeah, I had, well, the one, probably the one you know, or maybe Tyler knows, Christopher Sabat, a.k.a. Um, the voice of Vegeta and Piccolo and a bunch of other people on Dragon Ball Z and uh, Kuwabara on Yu Hakusho and a few other anime. Um, yeah, I was yeah. Say, he's, uh, he's what, like 20 of the voices in Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, he's a man of many talents. He's, he's no Casey Kasem, but he's a he's a good voice actor. So for sure, it's funny because like his natural speaking voice is pretty much like Piccolo. So like pretty much like Sean Schimmel, the guy who plays Goku. Like his natural speaking voice is almost like Goku's. It's kind of funny. So so I've noticed the last two episodes have been shorter episodes. Is that the kind of stipulation you get when you have somebody of that caliber? Well, he was he was busy. Like, I think he was in the middle of uh, doing a session. But, I mean, it would have been longer if I had, you know, if he had more time. I mean, he was nice about it. He wasn't trying to rush through it. I mean, I interviewed Tucker Max. I mean, if you don't know who Tucker Max is, and you've probably been living under a rock. But um, had him on is, like, I think maybe 10 minutes at most. But, I mean, I thought I had good questions, but he's just kind of being short with the answer like whatever this guy's a fucking asshole but i guess that's kind of whole point you know it's his shtick did you ever publish that how long ago was that that was i'm on the itunes page right now which is kill the music podcast on itunes if you want to go look it up give me a rate and i'm going to plug myself on here so we'll we'll plug you more times but tucker max wrote i hope they serve beer in hell that's the only i know he's written multiple books that's the only one by him i i read i read it back in college i think or after that shortly Episode fifty nine. Um, yeah, um, two years ago, almost. Ironically, it's crazy. Um, and then right after that was Grant Kirkhope from you know got did the music for Banjo Kazooie and 
Kingdoms of Amulet and Donkey Kong 64 and, you know, some other games you may or may not have played when you were, well, when I was a kid at least. Eric's an old fucker, so. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so what's been your approach uh, to get, what's the best method for people out there starting their own podcast, for people like me and Tyler kind of getting off the ground? How do you approach these these celebrities? Is it through email? Do you call their publicist? How does it work? Um, a mixture of both. Um, I try to get like a free trial to IMDb, you know, the IMDb Pro, like the Internet Movie Database, and it basically gives you some of their contact info. You still have to search, you know, for the person on there, but um, do it that way. Or, you know, if it's been about ten or fifteen minutes on Google trying to find an actual working address, or just keep emailing a contact a few times till you get it. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy, but I just, you know, tell them, Hey, uh, this is my podcast. I've had Chris Hansen on, which I use that as like, I mean, he's obviously everyone who's he is. So it's kind of like, Hey, if I had this guy on, maybe I could have your person or your client on, you know, kind of as a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but something like that. So what was the key to scoring Chris then? Because if you're throwing his name around, obviously you have to get one of those in your in your belt, right? Yeah, he was doing his new show. Well, he, I mean, To Catch a Predator is back, but I think that's like when it was first around when it was first announced, and he was that he was coming back, and he had like a Kickstarter, or, um, Indiegogo, whatever, basically a crowd fund crowd funding project for new episodes of to catch a predator and you know, that kind of thing. And he was one, they were needing press for, or I emailed him, you know, can, can I interview him, you know, about this, blah, blah, blah. And it's actually kind of funny. Um, kind of missed, missed each other a few times. Like one time he, um, was going to call, but I guess Skype was blocked at his hotel. So we had to reschedule. We had to keep rescheduling, but he was cool about it. But, like a few minutes before we started, like he actually called my phone. Like, hey, like, you know, we still doing this? Like, oh wait, who is this? Like, oh, it's Chris. Like, oh shit, Chris Hansen called my phone. So, um, I don't have that um, phone anymore. Unfortunately, I got a new phone. But uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So, because normally when Chris Hansen calls you, that's not a call you want to receive unless you're interviewing him. Correct? Yeah, it's like five words you don't want to hear, like "Hello, I'm Chris Hansen," or you know, "Please have a seat." <laughs> right, and Chris Hansen, uh, I've listened to that episode, and he was very nice to you. On the opposite end of that spectrum, I thought Tommy Tallarico was a fucking bag of dicks. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing as the the um, Tucker Mac. That might have been around the same time, actually. Let me see. Let's see, um, yeah, that was episode forty. Um, yeah, he was kind of a dick, but at least he let me interview. Well, he had a new, you know, video games live thing coming out. I don't know if you heard of that. Um, oh yeah, they've toured that around uh, multiple times. Yeah, they were doing. I figured, you know, interview him about that, ask him some other questions. But yeah, he was kind of a dick. But whatever. I guess he gets tired of asking, answering the same kind of questions. So whatever, fuck him. I, he was nice enough to come on your cast, though. I mean, I'd kill to get a guest like Tommy Tallarico only to tell him how much of a, a bag of dicks he was on your cast. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. I don't know what. I don't, that's what weird. Like, he wasn't obligated to come on. Like, he could have said no. I would have been fine with that. But it's like, why come on if you're just going to give me short answers or, you know? 
Yeah, no, it it, it makes sense. So you have uh, since we last talked, not on Facebook but on the air, you've relocated, killed the music completely to another city. Yes, I moved to uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Of all the places in America, why did you pick Cleveland, Ohio? Uh, I got some friends and family up here, and I was needing to change the scenery. You know, um, I just didn't like living in the middle of bumfuck, so to speak. So, so you never, you never left North Georgia and tried Atlanta out for a couple years. I wanted to try Atlanta, but I know kind of more people up here, and it's. I actually like it a lot better. Like, you know, everything's close. Everything's nice and close by. And plus I found, you know, nice apartment. So it's not too bad. So how's the music scene up there compared to what you used to get going to Atlanta? How's, Cle- well, how's Cleveland compare? Well, Is I mean, Cleveland to, rock. <laughs> I mean, you can ask Drew Carey that, but, um, they have the rock and roll hall of fame here. So I guess you could say it rocks. I've been there. It's actually really cool. Yeah, they the venues are a lot closer here. Um, like normally, like when I live where I lived in Georgia, I'd have to drive like maybe an hour and a half just to get to like the the music venue where all the big bands play or whatever. Now I can maybe like ten fifteen minutes, and there's like an arena nearby, House of Blues type venue, um, that kind of thing, mid size, pretty much all type of venues, like in a ten fifteen minute drive, which isn't bad. How's the traffic? Well, there's no HOV lane, which I kind of miss about Atlanta. Cause, well, I guess I can say this now, but um, like at night or uh, depending on where you're at, like on driving down to Atlanta, like you could, if you're by yourself, you could get away with driving the HOV lane, not like the Peach Pass, which is like the pay lane, which is weird, but the HOV lane, um, which is actually kind of cool. I remember I came back from the airport. I was driving back from the airport one time, and I used the HOV lane. I mean, this is like broad daylight, like, you know, big middle of the morning, never got a ticket, so I don't know. Uh, it, Tyler actually got to see Atlanta this year, and the look on his face, seeing some of the traffic going the other direction from where we were, I mean, it was a staunch reminder to me that I will never live there ever again. You know, I don't. I don't blame you. Hard pass for me, man. Yeah, but I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that you relocated. Are you finding it? Uh, you used to sponsor a lot of events and stuff in Atlanta. Are you transitioning all that over? Because it seems like you kind of took a year off the podcast, and I'm I'm only giving you shit about that because you know, come on, you, you're the one that got me into this. So yeah, you know, real life happened, and you know, job kind of took precedence. I guess is the word I'm looking for. Um, and one, you know. Couldn't, I mean, I had, I think I had a few guests on or, I don't know, it's kind of hard to fit guests in, you know, with the work schedule and that kind of stuff, but it's getting better now. Plus, like, I kind of got a new mobile setup going for, like, podcasts, so it's it's good, so. You have to tell us what you're using for your mobile. Um, it's just, I, well, it's in my living room, which is kind of far, not really far away, but I don't want to get up, but, uh. It's basically just about like an actual microphone and then the, it's like a XLR to the headphone input. So a non-geek talk, it's basically a microphone. It plugs into your 
your headphone port on your iPhone or pretty much any recorder device. So I could have got one of those, I forget what it's called. The It's like a really nice recorder. Um, not like a Sony recorder, but wait, what, what do you have for your mobile when you do mobile podcasts? We don't. And that's kind of why he was asking. That's exactly why I was asking because we haven't yet. We uh, we we've taken our setup mm-hmm. places, but no, I want something I can walk around DCC with in a couple weeks. I think that's a good idea, though. I think I'm going to look for one of those XLR to headphone jack cables because we've got some nice mics, and it'd definitely be worth it to just plug them straight into our phone and record. Um, I I ordered it off Amazon. Let me see if I can find it. But yeah, it's basically one of those. I guess I have to find. Sorry, you can keep. T- I don't want to have you know heavy dead air, but wow, okay. the the gold standard of podcasts, and he's he's bringing me dead air. I'm I'm sad right now. It's a sad <laughs> day. It's a sad day, Jordan. You have not sharpened your tools in a while, son. Yeah, just a little bit. Let's see. We'll open the chat here. So, are you going more towards a, a portable setup? Because that Tyler and I are thinking that's the way it's going to have to be. We we're going to have the home studio because we love having people over here. Mm-hmm. But we really need something. If you catch, you know, Mark Hamill taking a piss sometime, and you need to record five minutes of a cast, I want to be able to do that. Or if him taking a piss, I would record that too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd record him taking a piss. I'd ask him, you know, is Luke ever going to get those power converters from Toshi Station, Toshi Station, whatever. He, he never got him, man. But to be fair, his his aunt and uncle got killed, so he never really needed the power converters again, right? Yeah, he just steals some from his aunt and uncle. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was bad. I had another joke I was going to tell about enough it'd be too messed up for your uh, podcast audience. So Eric's heard me tell a few fucked up jokes. Tell or, it, man. You sure? Yeah, Positive. you can't give a buildup like that and not deliver. Uh, you're going to hate me for it, but... Um, we won't hate you. A dad goes into a, a pharmacy and he tells the pharmacist, I need some birth control for my 12-year-old daughter. And the pharmacist said, is your daughter sexually active? And the dad says, no, she just lays there like her mother. <laughs> wow, that was pretty tasteless. <laughs> but to be fair, Tyler and I both laughed. So Yeah, I can hear it all the way over here, man. It's- Definitely. So, yeah, you could hear it, what are you, a thousand miles away now? I don't know <laughs> yeah. how far is Ohio from Colorado. Yeah, let me open the window. Maybe I can still hear you laughing. So You should be. Tyler hasn't stopped. He had to turn his mic down. He was laughing. <laughs> I was like, well, you could have laughed in the mic. That's what makes the podcast funny. I mean, I don't know if you guys listen to Joe Rogan podcast, but they usually don't edit anything out. They just keep everything. But... No, And is that uh, – you mentioned that when you talked to me before. Is that your – favorite is that who you kind of got into it to emulate was not emulate but is that who you kind of is your mentor in the podcast field so to speak well it was that and nerdist even though chris hardwick is annoying as fuck and i want to listen to it when they have a good guest on but um what's your beef with hardwick because a lot of people hate on it hate on him on the internet mm -hmm. and i love him i think he has one of the most natural interview styles out there I don't know. He's just excited about everything. It's just like, we get it, dude. It's like, come on. like. I mean, would you rather him be NPR and, and droll? Or like in, I don't know. I, I'm glad he's excited about things, and he seems to be very knowledgeable 
about every single one of his guests that come on. He's, he's just seems like he's everywhere. He's like everywhere at Comic Con and like every goddamn show. Like after like what is it like Talking Dead, Talking Fear, Fear the Walking, Talking Dead, and like every it's because he's show. a good host. I suppose, but I think he's a really good host. I mean, who? I guess Kevin Pereira. I'd put. I'd like to see Kevin Pereira host more, and maybe Hardwick host a little less. But I've got no problems with Nerdist. In fact, Nerdist and Fat Man on Batman are the two podcasts where, besides listening to Kill the Music, those are the two I tried to learn the, the craft from, if you will. Yeah, I wonder if Kevin Smith's ever going to make an original movie without rehashing any of his old characters. That doesn't suck. Yoga Hosers is um, what is Johnny, Johnny Depp from Tusk is back in that. In my opinion. And I used to, I'm the biggest Kevin Smith fan in the world, or at least I used to be. I don't think he's made a good movie since Zack and Mary. Oh, you're giving him too much credit for that one. Did you not like Zack and Mary? I thought Zack and Mary was good, even though it was completely in Kevin's wheelhouse. It was a nice return to form. I liked Zack and Mary a lot. After seemed, that, it goes downhill. It seemed more like a Judd Apatow movie, but maybe that's just because Seth Rogen was in that movie, so... Yeah, and it did have you know some of the Apatow players, but can you blame him? I mean, it, it was it was good for what it was. It just kind of seems like something you you know rent from or watch on Netflix because you know I don't know. I guess if it was one of those uh, discount in the discount Bennett blockbuster, maybe something I'd watch. But there's no blockbusters around, so I guess that joke's not relevant for anyone under the age of 15. So. It's relevant for my geriatric ass. <laughs> but, yeah, to the original question, um, yeah, Joe Rogan, um, Mark Marin for a while, but how Mark Mark's he's, – he's good, but, like, he just, like, goes on for, like, 20 minutes straight of just, like, blabbing about whatever, like, on the beginning of his podcast, like, just him talking, like – I get it. You want to be like open and transparent with your guest, you know, kind of be personable, but it's like, we get it. I was it, never uh, into Marin's standup as much as I was the other comedians that came from his generation. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the funny thing. Like it took him forever to get popular. Like, I think he only got popular because of his podcast. So, I mean, he was on a few roasts, but like nothing, you know, recent or nothing too big. As far as the roasts are concerned, he was no Greg Giraldo. Yeah, Greg Giraldo just, did, just didn't give a fuck. Like he was one of my favorites, along with Anthony Jeselnik. Oh yeah, Jeselnik. And uh, is Jeselnik doing the roast now? I haven't seen a roast. I no, I watched one roast after Greg died, and it's, uh, just, it's sad to watch it now with no Greg there. Yeah, um, I don't know if there's any new roast coming out. Um, I don't no one know what to tell you. I don't know if there's any new ones coming out. Uh, personally, I'd love to see Joe Rogan. I mean, obviously his podcast, you know, is always in the top thing on iTunes. He's got a bunch of comedian friends. I mean, it kind of seems like a natural thing to do, but, you know, I'm not really in charge. If Robin Williams hadn't died, I would have loved to see a roast for him, you know, or maybe even George Carlin or Louis C.K. or some of the old Sorry. I'd be shocked if they never roasted Carlin. We just haven't seen it. Well, it it would be on the internet, or it'd be like on the old Friars roast. I mean, they roasted Richard Pryor, but it was a lot more tame compared to ones now. So they never roasted Carlin. I'm I'm shocked. Maybe Carlin didn't want to be a part of the Friars Club. Maybe he told him to fuck off. 
but Williams would have gotten roasted. I think, do you have to decide to be roasted? Is that how it works? I don't know. Maybe they, I'm not sure how exactly it works. I'm sure, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Chevy Chase was going to be like, apparently like no one showed up to his roast because like everyone from SNL hated him. So this is like early 2000 or early or late nineties or something, but I guess Chevy they, Chase gives a very normally the person's end speech, the final remarks by the you know the person getting roasted yeah. are very lighthearted and funny. Chevy Chase is visibly pissed after yeah. his roast. Yeah, I don't think you like heard like apparently like after the roast, like he went in his hotel room and cried. So, I mean, it's 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 not surprising. Well, maybe if Chevy wasn't such a dick to everybody. Because I've heard a lot of interviews with other celebrities, and they all seem to have a Chevy Chase as an asshole story. So one or two, ah, maybe you don't believe it, but when every single person says you're an asshole, you're probably an asshole. Yeah, probably. Probably just a little bit. So So life happened. You relocated. Are you back to wanting to do the podcast weekly, or are you moving in a completely different direction now? What is going on with you? I'm trying to get the podcast back. And up and running, um, having you know, got a new logo um, for the website and stuff, which is a lot better than my old one. Um, trying to get the white Power Ranger on, or I guess Black Power, whatever. Depends on what generation of Power Rangers you watched. Um, oh, um, is that Jason Frank David? Yeah, Jason David Frank. Sorry, I mixed up the names. I'm not a Power Ranger fan, but I know- <laughs> I'm sure Tyler is. No, not really. <clears throat> but as a kid, it was all about the Green Ranger man. Well, Does yeah. the KKK have a White Power Ranger? <laughs> not that I know of. It kind of reminds me of another. Well, it's kind of a dumb joke I made up, but I, I like doing laundry because I can, you know, say white, you know, whites only. No, yeah, whites only, not get dirty looks for it. So. That's not a horrible joke. Well, I mean, have you I, ever done stand up? They had a they have open mic every Tuesday here at this a place close by. I was tempted, I'm tempted to go, but I need to write. I mean, I have some jokes written down. But I need to figure out how to pace it, and you know, at least get a solid five minutes or however long they. You're allowed. not gonna. You're not gonna get five. You're gonna get one and a half. And dude, just go do it. I mean, I'll probably tell some of the jokes I told on here are a lot worse. I mean, you know, what have I got to lose? And, you know, I'm not getting paid for it. So as it's long like... as you wrote it yourself, that's all that matters. And even if you go, I would, I'll be honest with you. I've done stand up probably three or four times in my life in front of a, a decent crowd. And I've done one show that was awesome. One show that was mediocre and three shows where I didn't get one laugh. And I learned more about comedy from the three shows that I did not get one laugh than I did when I went out there and killed. Yeah. My friends were in the audience. Oh, were they the ones that were laughing or? No, just to... um, I'll, I'll tell this story because I don't think I've ever told it to our audience. Um, after the show, it was probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. A girl walked up to me and gave me her phone number and told me how funny I was and then went back and sat with her boyfriend. And that to me was the greatest thing in the entire world. I was like, OK, I was pretty fucking funny tonight. Yeah. I would have bought her a drink and just sat down just with, you know, in front of her boyfriend. Like just, I don't know. Just you said rush you have when you get <laughs> off stage and when you kill, when mm-hmm. you get some laughs. 
I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about how am I going to tell my next joke, and I haven't been on stage since then. It's pretty sad now. So a happy tale to a sad one. I don't like. I want to do it, but I don't know how. I want to have like my own stage persona. Like I don't. Well, I guess a lot of people do different type of stuff. Like Anthony Jeselnik. Well, I mean, as far as like, well, yeah, but like for example, like should I like deadpan my all my jokes or you know laugh at my own jokes or. Does the joke need to be deadpan? And no, you don't laugh at any of your jokes. There's there's two questions answered. Well, yeah, but some jokes need to be deadpan. Some jokes don't like, and definitely don't laugh at your own jokes. That's that's like comedy one hundred and one, right? I guess you have to go do it. You used to walk up to me at the store at GameStop and tell me jokes. What what's the difference? Well, I mean, was really when like there was no customers around, so I didn't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> Hey man, you know what? If I would have got fired from that job earlier, it would have been a godsend. So you could have probably been doing me a favor. I mean, I'm sure that job was kind of like clerks, right? You know, this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers. No, some of you were great. And, uh, like, I still talk to you. I still talk to Frizzell. There's, I still talk to Amanda. There's people from that life period that I'm still friends with, and I have no regrets about it. But, God, I hated it, dude. Yeah, you should do. I think I try to get you to do like a whole podcast of like stories from like behind the scenes, but you never did really spill the beans. We uh, we told a couple <laughs> stories on the episode Redhead Redemption, and we told a couple stories on the episode That's a Nice Sweater Vest. So I'm plugging us now. If you want to go back and listen to those two episodes, there are a couple GameStop stories there. All right, I'll have to check them out. So you know both guests. Amanda is the guest on the second one, uh, Sweater Vest. And- Sam is on Redhead Redemption, and there's more stories in Redhead Redemption, yeah, uh, than there is in uh, Amanda's episode. But both both have some GameStop tales. I don't like to talk about it. I mean, do you like to talk about shitty periods in your life? I mean, I, there's humor to be had from it, but I mean, it makes for good comedy. But um, I, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine too. But um... no, I mean, what do you want to know? I ten percent of the people that I ran into there on a daily basis were awesome. The other 90% of them were terrible. And I saw some of the most horrible things. And I, if I was at a GameStop in any other area of Georgia except Gainesville, I might have been a little happier. But nothing against Gainesville, Georgia, but Jesus Christ, just the shit of the earth in some of the locations in that town. And I made a lot of good friends. And I learned a lot about games. But what it came down to is I hated it so much that i didn't want to play video games anymore and at that point i had to leave and i quit two weeks before uh christmas or two weeks before the holiday season started so two weeks before november and my boss was not very happy oh but what can they do they fire you (laughs) no i took i took everything that uh, i had and that was kind of the misery of gamestop is what brought me to colorado if i'd never come to colorado i never would have met tyler and there'd never be kill the music or <laughs> or there never would be bit faced now kill the music didn't it, did kill the music exist when i lived in georgia um let's see it started in like october 2010 um i guess i can tell the quick or- origin story but would you please because i just gave you like five minutes of origin um basically replacing my podcast name with yours but <laughs> Killed a bit faced, but um, let's see. 
Well, Tyler probably knows at least one of these things. Uh, there's a band called Every Time I Die that has a song called Kill the Music. And I only listened to it because they had like the singer from another band that I really liked. So, I, you know, that was where the name came from. But like, then I saw the movie The Social Network, and that kind of inspired me to go start a website. You know, I'm sure it inspired a lot of people, but obviously, you know, I don't expect it to be as big as Facebook, but that's the, the short and sweet version of it. So. And you took a year off. I was going to be very sad if Tunnel Snakes Rule was the last episode of Kill the Music. Yeah, I'll, I guess it was almost a year. Actually, let's see. Let me go back. Um, so I started almost, let's see. Well, I had an episode. Let's, let's see, June. I just don't ever remember you mentioning the podcast to me in person. Well, June 10th, 2013 was the first, well, there's episodes before that, but like for the official podcast, it was like, I started on episode five for the official podcast. So technically there's 80 episodes or 86 episodes, but I guess we'll call them lost episodes because they were pretty terrible and I didn't know what I was doing and I still don't, but, um, Oh, we have, uh, I think we have 20 now episodes <laughs> that we've never released and a lot of them are from the early two three months but there's two of them that are from the last uh the last two months so i think i don't think there's a problem with throwing things away do you um if you don't like them like if you listen to them afterwards and you're like ah this just doesn't fit with what we want to do i've had episodes like that i mean i well i don't know i like the episode but there was like a lot of I hate having like dead air and I don't, you know, try not to say, um, too much, but you know, what can you do? So do you listen to yourself? I try not to like, I tried it when I edit, I usually just, I may edit out like a few spots, but like, I don't listen back to the entire thing. See, that's where I think you're missing out, man. I've learned more from listening to how bad I sound mm -hmm. to improve upon it than I have anything else doing this. I swear Listen to the episode after we publish it, after it's already out there and I can't touch it anymore, and coming up with the 10 things I would change about it, that's how I critique Bitface. Now, on the opposite side of the coin, Tyler doesn't listen to us at all besides the edit. Yeah, I was about to say, like, um, Tyler does all the editing, or do you guys, like, take, like... We normally edit together. I would say Tyler does most of the editing, but normally, 80% of the time, I'm here and listening and telling cut marks and yeah. this is a good joke. He'll throw headphones on. He'll be ready to to go and and we'll listen to it and we'll cut it together. But there's sometimes where we're off to cut it myself and that's no big deal. When I have to do that, it's hard to listen to myself for that long because I don't know. It's like how I sound, even though other people tell me it's okay. So I usually don't cut anything unless it's like a like some people. I interviewed one guy like. He had like a phone call in the middle of it, but um, he was cool. Like we kept doing the interview, but I added that part out. Like you know, it's like hold on a second, so we, you know, I wrote it, you know, down so I could cut it out and make it progress more smoothly, like in the final cut. But other than that, I haven't had. Usually, I try to upload them without any cuts. You know, I put the intro and the out or outro intro on and the theme song, but other than that, like. I try to keep it natural as possible. Like, you know, cause I, like I said, Joe Rogan, like most of his episodes, you know, they really, really don't edit anything out. So 
I guess that's where I got the inspiration from for that. So that's cool. We kind of have like a a fun theme. We'll at least edit our whole intro because we like to start recording. We get our best stuff when people have no idea that we're even going, and we'll take a joke or two out of the beginning, and then boom, straight into theme song. That's kind of the bit faced way. Yeah, and um, I think we've done an intro for one or two episodes recorded afterwards, and I see that's that's becoming a trend. Is that a Joe Rogan thing? Because like chewing it does it kevin smith does it but he does it to sell shit nerdist does it yet yeah, to also sell shit that's normally where they're shilling their their product is in that intro is that and, and but you don't do that though well you kind of do well I, i'm not I had, calling you a shill no that's fine but um I, let's see i have i do have a thing for like audible but i have somebody else read it because i hate here i'd hate doing like an ad read because i'd hate hearing myself talk you know about a product. I mean, I do use Audible, but like trying to convince somebody, you know, and be enthusiastic about it, you know, a whole nother story. Like, even though I do use the product, it's like, how am I supposed to convince people, you know, check it out. I'm glad that you use the product though. That was, that was one of the things we laid down at the beginning and we're probably going to go against this eventually. But I said, I would never advertise or mention anything that I didn't use or believe in myself. That's funny you say that because I remember Joe Rogan was sponsored by the Fleshlight for a couple of like way back in the day for a few episodes. So see, and I would have no problem sponsoring Fleshlight. <laughs> Covered both of his bases there. He uses it and believes in it. Yeah, I'm I'm a user and a believer. Now I'm a believer. Dun, dun, dun. Nice. Nothing. Was that a monkey's reference? I guess you're older than me. You tell me. Oh, you're the one singing it. <laughs> I just like pl- playing the Eric's old card, so. Uh, you know, it's the, when you can go to that well and the jokes are that good, you just have to keep going there. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but it's getting a little old. Yeah. Speaking of old, I recently discovered I had a, I have a German heritage. I guess that's why I like using the oven so much. Wow. <laughs> Tyler and I are both German. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can probably edit that out. <laughs> so you actually know, uh, when we look at the stats, 9% of our downloads on a monthly basis come from Germany. So you're, oh. you're not getting any fans with 9% of our audience here, Jordan. And to all of our German fans out there, <laughs> danke. <laughs> uh, and, and Prost. Du, um, ha- uh, du hast. I love that. I love that track. But isn't that means it, it sounds like such a sad song, but isn't it happy? No, it's uh, it's those lyrics, aren't they? You hate. No, it's you have. You have. Mm-hmm. What is the rest of the lyrics then? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I would look at that again. Do do has do hast mich me right? You hate me. I'm pretty sure those are the lyrics. When we have Chief O'Brien back on the podcast, he explained the whole song to me one time. So we'll we're gonna forego to that episode and we'll have him explain Duhast. So I can't have you on here and not ask you about music. What should our not our listeners should they be listening to, but what are you listening to? Can I ask you about Arnold? I haven't I haven't heard anything bad. By inter- I ask him, so I guess I'll follow up. I need to follow up today or tomorrow. What happened with Sess? 
uh, I need to follow up again. Like, I guess he had like a embargo on interviews, like after he got a job or like, cause he's doing something for Comic-Con. So I don't know if he's not allowed to say anything like we're doing interviews like before or after Comic-Con. He was definitely down for it though. So that'd be a great, he'll be a great person to have on the show. Like, hell, I remember watching that growing up, like X-Play and, um, he had a thing on the Discovery Channel or the some other thing he did after it was a gaming type thing. But Dude, I told you before, if you need another guest for that episode, you just let me know. And I haven't said that about a lot of your guests, and you've had some great ones, but that would be one I would love to come on and just talk games with him. Uh, I don't know. He left – well, technically he left the gaming industry, but I guess he probably still likes to talk about it. I don't know. I guess the reason like he left – he left the industry like a while back, but I guess he just needed to take a break. But you were asking about music, so I'm going to name some bands I've been listening to. So Yeah, just give us your, your playlist for the past couple of days. What have you been digging on? Uh, an indie band called Aaron West in the Roaring Twenties. Um, they're, they're good. Um, kind of acoustic, alternative rock, but not like butt rock on the radio type rock um a band called churches they're actually kind of they've got a female vocalist um i guess they're kind of pop not really like radio pop but it's kind of hard to describe um electro pop i guess is the word i'm looking for like mgmt yeah, I guess, or Crystal Castles, or um, Arkells, some other type. Um, do you, do you, have you ever heard of Tegan and Sarah? Yes. Yeah, they kind of like them. Um, and then there's another band from uh, from Canada as well, um, Purity Ring. They're really good. I recently saw a band called Old Grey, which is... I'm sure nobody knows who that is that listens to your podcast, but uh, they were really good. Most of the bitfacers have, have pretty good taste, so I, I, I hope you're not insulting their their music taste. Well, Tyler hasn't said anything, so I'm guessing he doesn't know. He's, he's about to jump in. He was letting you. Uh, he was letting you go. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to hear the rest of what you've been listening to. I wasn't trying to insult you, Tyler. I just like he's kind of being quiet for you know his. This is more Eric talking than Tyler talking. So that's. Have you ever listened to an episode of Bitfaced? <laughs> I haven't. I've, I'm really sorry. I've, I'm bad about that. Like, you, I listen, I haven't you're listened not going to listen to this one either because you're on it, right? Well, I mean, I don't listen to episodes I'm on, but I, I, I need to make, I need to change that. But I probably will listen to the other one. I just been, I've been busy with like work and stuff, so I will change that. Though, I promise. But um, thrice, I'm sure everyone's heard of thrice. Um, Trivium, their latest album was good. Um, Vinny Carana, he's, you may know him as the vocalist from I Am The Avalanche and The Movie Life and Peaced Out. He's got a solo album that just came out. It's really good. Um, I'm scrolling through my iPod. You can probably see me in the video, but the if you're audio only, then you probably won't be able to see this, obviously. I guess it is audio only, but you need to do video. Our listeners won't, but, uh, but I see you. Okay, yeah. What What's your big thing on doing video? Because we're talking about putting cameras in here mm-hmm. to film us in the studio. I just don't know what the what the appeal is. 
Well, you can upload it to YouTube. Like you can stream live to YouTube and upload it directly. I mean, you'd have to kind of do your intro. Well, I don't know. I can play my intro straight over the mixer whenever we want. Yeah, see, I don't have a mixer because I most of my podcasts I do like over Skype. But <clears throat> that's fair. And see, we liked Skype, but we just weren't. Now you sound fine now, but we just weren't getting the the sound quality. I know Skype is a necessary evil that we're gonna have to figure out. But we came into tonight's cast with a lot of trepidation about doing this because we've done nothing but live since March. Mm-hmm. And I think our sound quality has improved a hundred percent. I mean, you guys sound pretty good for being on Skype. I mean, I'm direct connected to my router, so I'm, I'm sure I, I I sound good as well. So, yeah, if you were sitting across the table from us here, though, you would understand. You'd have the earphones on. You'd be like, okay, this is this is way better than a hundred dollar Yeti microphone that we used to record with the first forty whatever episodes were. Right? It's okay. I'm using a blue, you can, uh, I guess, I have a... It's a snowball. Yeah, well, I have a, um, Tyler can see this, I have like a dish rag over as a quote-unquote pop filter, so... <laughs> no, snowball's a good, uh, it's a good microphone. I think that's what the, uh, what Nerd Cube records on. But, as far as, uh, back to music, um, a band called My Ticket Home, they're kind of new metal, they're a bit ah. newer love my ticket home and i got to see them last year at a little place called the black sheep in colorado springs and it was fucking awesome who did they play with um i think that was the show with uh palisades and um excuse me and the browning have you heard of the browning yeah every time i hear that name it makes me think i have to take a shit or something i don't know <clears throat> that's fair but their music's pretty it's pretty unique, but it's it's fun to listen to. It's it's like electronica metal. It's uh, it's fucking weird, but it's hella good. I'll have to check them out. And, uh, another band, if you're kind of, they got really. If you like Paul Troy, you'll probably like a band called Tiny Moving Parts. They're really good. A band called Trade Wind. It's got the vocalist from Stick to Your Guns and the guitarist from Straight from the Path. It's really good. It's Actually, sounds more like Thrice meets Deftones, which is really good. What is the name of that again? Trade Wind. Like, trade, like, you know, buy or trade, and then wind, like, you know, W-I-N-D, wind. Okay. That sounds familiar. Stick to Your Guns is actually one of my top two bands, so I'm surprised I haven't I haven't checked them out at all. And then Deftones' new record just came out a while back, and I've been really jamming that. I've been really listening to them a lot. Oh, um... There I say um again. CKY is coming here from Mushroom Head, surprisingly, for the Random Hero Festival. Like I guess celebrating the life of Ryan Dunn. So that's gonna be really cool getting to see CKY and mosh around the ninety six quite bitter beings. So I saw CKY probably about a decade ago at an all ages show. And wow. I don't think I've ever been to another all ages show. CKY put on a pretty good uh a pretty good set, but I yeah, I have seen them before. Are they good live? Like I've, I've never seen any of the bands. Like they sound I, like exactly like everything else you listen to. So I think you'll love it. Well, I, that's <laughs> unfair generalization. But okay. No, it, it was no. I think you'll like them. Do you like? They've got like four or five albums. Do you like any of their shit? I like that song from Tony Hawk. <laughs> Is it '96 Quite Bitter Beans? Is that yeah, that's what I was like. Okay. Did it down? Did it down? I like I like Close Yet Far. They've got a couple other uh, other tracks I like. Return to Hellview. 
or escape from Hellview. I'll have, I'll have to check out the rest of their stuff. I actually, well, I've listened to Mushroom Head, but for a while I kind of thought they were the same as Slipknot. So, <clears throat> but what do you have? You guys been listening to? Let's hear what you guys so I can maybe get some new music. Oh my god, dude! I I was just thinking that you were gonna ask me that question, and I think I've honestly listened to one album this whole year, new album. That's how old I am. You need to get with the times, man. I really, it takes a lot for me to get turned on to a new band. I can't remember the last new band I've really gotten into either. Something about a rabbit. Rabbit. And they were good. But uh, I'll have to, I'll talk to DeWitt later. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about too. I just, I can't think of the name of it. What about you, Todd? What have you been listening to? Um, I, I kind of went like backwards on some of the stuff I've been listening to. Um, have you heard of ice nine kills? Yeah. They're, um, they're okay. They've kind of gone way different directions with each of their albums and their newest one. I'm not a big fan of, but the the previous ones, everything like uh, safe is just a shadow and everything before that. I thought those were really good. Um, I, the mighty, I've been listening to Secrets. Um, gosh, all sorts of stuff, but a lot of a lot of older stuff. I've kind of gone back to um, some some of the older stuff I like listening to. My two favorite bands are A Day to Remember, who's coming here in September, and I'm going to go see them. With Blink One Eighty Two. With Blink One Eighty Two. Did you get me a ticket? I didn't get you a ticket, Eric. Good. <laughs> you can get me a ticket though. Like, Fly I was out. Well, is there? I want to go in the pit. You know, I'm a young and I want to go throw some kids around. So that's my only beef. I didn't even buy my own ticket. One of my friends bought it for me because tickets for the floor are already sold out. They were sold out day one, and they were like, I tried to buy one, and they were like two hundred and twenty dollars, and I was like, Yeah, fuck that. Nope. So my friend was like, I bought us two fifty dollar tickets up in the rafters, and I was like, Fine, I'll go with you. It's my favorite band. I'll support him. I mean, I've only seen him like six, seven times. I haven't seen Blink, but I, I don't know if that's worth paying that much just for Blink, though. So that's what I thought. And They're so coming I... here like the day before my birthday too, so it'd be like a good birthday present. But Goo Goo Dolls is playing here on my birthday, so I guess that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's really better or not. So, are you really contemplating going to see the Goo Goo Dolls on your birthday? No. You are. No, I'm not. I I'm think just he making is. Sure. I'm looking at him right here. I can see it on his face. Do you see sadness in his eyes? I see some like some bullshit cues. He's like, nope. I'm I'm totally going. Stay you should facing. go see the Goo Goo Dolls on your birthday. That'll make me very happy. Why? I I, I, I sense sarcasm. Well, your sarcasm meter is 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 good. Just because to me, and you guys can criticize all you want. That's where music, the Goo Goo Dolls, better than Ezra. That's when music started to fall apart, <laughs> from the '90s perspective. Beginning of the '90s, amazing. As soon as that shit hit, it started going downhill. Well, I think to be fair, like late '90s, early 2000s was where it peaked. Like everything after that kind of went downhill. So, but. I don't know. If we want to talk about music, I guess we could do the whole other hour on that, like the, the, the degradation of music or whatever. So do you agree with me then that 
if you think music has gone downhill, you guys still seem to listen to a lot of newer bands. Well, some newer bands are doing it right, but then I guess it's funny, like maybe Tyler can relate to this somehow. Um, everyone hated new metal, but new metal is kind of making a resurgence, you know, like uh, my ticket home, for example, um, or just some, like, I can't really think of any other bands like playing quote unquote new metal. I don't mean like corn because they've been around a long time, but like newer, newer bands playing like, or some bands change their style completely just to play new metal. Like that's what uh, my ticket home did. Like they were kind of a, generic by the numbers post-hardcore band and then they um change it up and they play new metal now so i don't know they're good though it's kind of like allison chains meets nirvana meets deftones which might be up your alley eric if you're open-minded and want to check it out so i'll i'll check tyler's played me some stuff that uh i've enjoyed i don't enjoy the uh the screamo lyrics that's where i draw the line i don't care how good the lyrics are if you're just barking that up them at my face, I don't I don't think that's a good vocal style. And maybe that is my age and all the gray hair that's growing inside my ears. But I just think it sounds like absolute dog shit. So you don't like Deftones then? Not really. Damn. Think about to quit talking to you, Eric. Hey, I mean that's <laughs> it's fair enough. You don't like Hugh Lewis in the news. That's where this all started tonight. <laughs> I mean, that early stuff's a bit too new wave for my taste. But I don't think you know the definition tape- of new wave. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. <laughs> I, I, when I think New Wave, I don't know. I, I think, think a flock of sequels? Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, I don't know, the Pet Shop Boys. I, I, for some reason, I get them confused as like the three. I, 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 wanna, I think they're, I keep thinking they're like a rap group for some reason, like... Um, the Ghetto Boys or something, you know, that did the Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangsta song. So That's definitely the Ghetto Boys. Yeah. Office Space soundtrack, one of the best uh, films to come out of, uh, was it 99 or 2000? It was close to that threshold. I would put my bet on 99. Sounds like it came out. Nah, I want to say 99 as well, because I think that was before Jennifer Aniston really got big and doing Friends, so probably... She was on Friends at the time, I'm pretty sure. Uh, must have been when they just started then, because she wasn't like didn't have that big of a role in that movie. Yeah, I'm basing that on the fact that I'm I'm pretty positive it came out before Fight Club, which was October fifteenth, nineteen ninety nine. That's really specific. It's my birthday is October fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Oh, you know what my birthday is, right? December no. 6, December sixteenth, nineteen ninety one. Nice. You're pretty dang young, man. You're a youngin. I guess nobody got that Civil War reference. Nobody? Bueller? 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 I've only seen it once. Well, the part where that guy's like, Mission Report, December 16th, 1991. Is it 91? I guess it would be. It is. No, you, you stumped us here. I've only seen Civil War one time. Wow, yeah, I had to think back to that, but you're exactly right. Well, of course he remembers it. It's his fucking birthday. birthday. <laughs> it's, it's not my birthday. <laughs> that that was a joke. That's the whole thing. It was oh, joke. well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting here legit thinking you're like this youngin, A, and B, like you had this badass birthday now. Yeah, um, Office Space did come out in 99. I just Googled it, so you owe me $5, so. 
what for googling it we all guessed 99 including we, yeah. yourself i know i was just fucking around but yeah um i was born in 89 so when the let's see i was trying to think of what movies came out in 89 um back to the future came out in 1990 they were filmed back to back but yeah 89 was 89 uh last crusade um indiana jones right yes <laughs> well just making sure um no yeah. harry callahan in the last crusade it was the final dirty harry movie it was awesome <laughs> um i think that's why i thought this when terminator came out as well in the 80s i guess that was 80 t2 was 90s i think like maybe 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 1990 look guys i was at most two and a half months so I have no clue what the fuck came out in '89. I had I had already fingered a girl. Damn. If, if that tells you, no, no, I'm not bragging. <laughs> I'm just putting things in perspective. Um, that was probably a bad example. No, I'd, was... I'd already fingered a guy. How about that? Oh, damn. Well, um, let's see. I was trying to think. Um, obviously, NWA came out in the. Late eight, yeah, eighties. Uh, fuck, I don't Straight know. Straight out of Compton was 90s. 80. No, I think it was or Let's see. No, eighty eight is when I think they had their first EP come out, like the Boys in the Hood, and then yeah, I think nineteen ninety something was when Straight Out of Compton came out or whatever that Straight album. Straight Out of Compton was when I was in high school. I'm pretty sure. Which is about forty-five years ago. So, uh, forty. I mean, close. <laughs> well, I am forty. I wasn't in high school forty years ago, but. But. Anyway. That's why I'm getting all these dates right because I I was there, guys. I don't I don't need a DeLorean. <laughs> Did you go see Back to the Future trilogy in the theaters when it was re-released? I know you're a big fan. When was it re released? I saw it on the anniversary. God, what was it? Last October? Yeah, I went and saw all three in the theater right up the street here. It was awesome. I'm disappointed there's no hoverboards yet. We all are. I mean, it's not like we're not close. And all these ones that people are like, yeah, the hoverboard, but it's just really magnets over a metal track. Fucking magnets. How do they work? <clears throat> Magic. Yeah, no, I'm surprised you didn't go to the uh, the screening. It was full of Back to the Future fans. It was a good event. I mean, I've seen it enough times. Like, I mean, I, I, it's my favorite movie, but uh, I yeah, hardly go, I hardly go to the theater anymore. I'm, I'm you a cheap go bastard. To the theater to see that. I paid I, fifteen bucks to watch all three movies in a room full <laughs> of fans. So they should have. I would have paid them more. Yep, I expected him to buy me a ticket for my birthday. He said it was in October. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was good to see, especially the first movie, in a theater full of fans. It was nice. It must have been, I wonder if, uh, it must have been awkward, or I guess it wouldn't be awkward, but I guess, like, if you're born, like, when the movie came out, and then you're actually, like, you're seeing it for, like, the first time on screen, I wonder the, how, how that would be. That makes, I guess, you would see be about thirty, I guess. So yeah. Well, if you're thirty and haven't seen Back to the Future, yet, something's wrong. So, I mean, I saw it in the theater opening weekend when it originally came out. I think we talked to my dad about that on Sunday, didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. 
and it's still one of my favorite movies. One of the prominent movie posters that hangs in my house is Back to the Future. I need to get a Back to the Future poster. Yeah, you do. I I spent a pretty penny back when I made decent money on it, and it was well worth it. Perfectly framed. It's uh, it's amazing. I bought an Empire Strikes Back at the same time. I got them both. I think those are my two favorite movies. If I had to, I think those are the two only posters hanging up outside of the Bit Cave. Yeah. Well, hanging outside of my room, technically, and the Bit Cave. They're the same hallway. Well, I mean, we got posters hanging up in the Bit Cave, so that's what I mean. Outside of the Bit Cave, that's the only two posters we have up. You need to invest in a, in a Back to the Future poster. <clears throat> Number one, it's a great poster. It mm-hmm. really is back when they took time to do a movie poster when it wasn't fucking seven characters photoshopped onto a background. It's painted, just like... I can't remember the artist's name that did it. We'll look it up. But he did the Indiana Jones posters. Believe it or not, he did the Mallrats posters. He did Back to the Future. He's a pretty prominent 80s uh, and 90s film artist. I'll have to uh, I'll have to check it out. So speaking of 80s, I, I, I told Eric about this. Um, they're having an 80s night here at a club in town. I'm going to go and do my best Tony Montana impression. So I figured you would be happy today when I told you we could record earlier. You were pretty stoked about going out to the club last night. Yeah, I was, I was, I was uh, taking a nap like earlier. I was like, I wake up like, oh, we can do it earlier. Like, oh, um, I kind of wasn't expecting because I didn't like. I figured like, I didn't know. I told you I would not know until today. I I found out at about three thirty. I was like, okay. As soon as I knew something was not happening, I knew we could record with you earlier, and I have respect for the East Coast time too because I know everything is two hours different here. So. You know, you're going to bed when we're going out to, to drink. So, yeah, I I might go out. Well, I don't know if I'll drink tonight. I'm not sure, but I've got my out my uh, quote unquote outfit. I don't know if I want to go for the cheesy '80s or go like legit. You know, kind of like I said, I'm going as Tony Montana. So hopefully, you know, when he's in the club talking to Elvira, you know, dancing. I I seem to get the guy to play the entire Tony or the not Tony Hawk. <laughs> so, uh, Scarface soundtrack. That's like that's a pretty long soundtrack, but you did pick a good '80s character to go as. Is that the deal? Pick an '80s movie character, or just dress in the style of the '80s? Well, I mean, it's '80s night, so I would think people would be dressed up. I mean, they're going to be playing music from the '80s, so that's the only one I could really think of. Oh my um, god, go as Chainsaw from Summer School. Uh, really? Okay, I, you got me. I haven't seen that movie. Okay, go as uh, Dave Marshak from Ski School. Got me there, too. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> um, um, I could go. What's the guy's name in Breakfast? Go as Chris Parker from Adventures in Babysitting. Get your Elizabeth shoe on, Jordan. Damn. Dude, fuck that. You can actually go as Axel Foley. I, I guess I could. I can't. I've always wanted to do Axel Foley, but I, I can't pull off Axel Foley like you can, sir. Wait. What's I guess it's not really a big '80s movie, but or maybe it is. Um, Welcome uh, coming to America. Oh my God! It is a big '80s movie. Yeah, it is an '80s movie. Uh, do do like oh my God, Jordan! I think we found <laughs> your your cosplay, dude. Because in this day and age, I I have a lot of uh, black characters that are my heroes, but I can't go in blackface. You can't do that <laughs> in in 2016. Or in the year 1900. America's a bunch of pussies, that's why. But 
Um, you can pull up Axel Foley, dude. I have his sweatshirt. It can be bought for twenty bucks. You need a blue hoodie, some jeans, and some Adidas, and you are you are Axel Foley. Why not just go as the guy from Coming to America? Then I can be like, I can have a girl be like, the royal penis is clean, your highness. If you want to go <laughs> as uh, as Eddie from Coming to America, I completely support that. I just think it's a more expensive costume. I mean, all I need is like a Burger King crown and like a fucking robe. I don't know. Let's see, Axel Foley. I mean, I've seen. Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. You kind of hesitated there. Well, I, Are you sure I, it wasn't Beverly Hills Chihuahua? I mean, just because you liked that movie. I, I loved it. Who didn't? Anyone off a pulse? <laughs> <laughs> I just like busting your balls, Eric. Hey, man, I, I wouldn't have you here for any other reason except that. I'm glad you're going as Tony Montana, though. You're you're, you're kind of stepping outside. That's a very popular 80s movie. Yeah. Um, I do have some, I guess I could get a, oh, that's, I wonder if I'd get in trouble. I have, I have sugar and stuff. I wonder if I could just, like, put some on my nose before I go in. Like, you know, or carry a bag of sugar around, make people think it's cocaine. <laughs> you're not going to go with a... A prop gun? Ah, I don't. I mean, it's not or a like, chainsaw. Yeah, I wish. This is like early. Well, for people who've seen the movie, like when he goes in the club for the first time, and you know he sees Elvira and George, whatever I think is there. He's dancing. He meets Elvira for the first time. Michelle you know, Pfeiffer. Yeah, when she was attractive. Um, still is. Uh that's debatable, but okay. Dude, uh, 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 Michelle Pfeiffer is is like wine that never goes bad. <sighs> uh, there's, a, well, there's a there's a joke I was going to say since you mentioned wine, but um, I like my women like I like my wine. Age twelve and locked in the cellar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, on uh, on that note, I think we're going to wrap, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, let's not end on my terrible joke. All right, well then tell a good one. <laughs> Well, you tell one and I'll tell one. We'll we'll just end oh it. Oh my god, I don't tell jokey jokey jokes anymore. What? You don't you don't tell messed up jokes like I do, or you just don't tell jokes? No, like... I just. I... If only Africa had more mosquito nets, and every year we could save millions of mosquitoes from dying needlessly of AIDS. It sounds like you read that off a screen. <laughs> <laughs> you do need to work on your timing and delivery before you get a mic in your hand. Did you read that? Maybe I had it written down, so I wouldn't fuck it up. Thanks. Hey, you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna get up there and do an open mic night, you're gonna have to get a little less wooden than that, Hayden Christensen. Hey, it could be worse. It could be as uh, stiff as Greg Giraldo. So, uh, Giraldo was phenomenal. Are you really gonna criticize Greg? Well, he's dead. He's stiff. That's why. I would... <laughs> That is how we'll end. Yeah, you like I said, you can edit it out. I don't want my dumb. No, no, we'll probably keep. I think I, I think I fucked my joke up. I no, fucked mine up too. Let's just take fucking take it out, or I could tell another one. And you can just edit this, um, all all the jokes out except for mine. So okay, go ahead and and finish with yours, and then I'm gonna close. <laughs> um. You know, just fuck it. I don't want to tell it on the air. Let's just end it. Okay. 
Well, I am going to end it. We're going to wrap uh, here this week from the Bit Cave. All of you locals, join us coming up on June the 9th. We are doing a Hearthstone gathering at Fox and Hound, just like we had last time. We had a lot of fun meeting all of you that came out. Nothing wrong with a BitFace-sponsored event. Thanks for coming out and supporting us. We appreciate that. Tonight's guest, the guy that got me into podcasting, and after tonight's episode might have gotten me out of podcasting. (laughs) To my right, as always, he didn't talk a lot, but you guys don't care because you knew he was here. You can feel his presence behind the scenes. Tyler, run TRG, Glaze. I am Eric G. Hollis, and we are out.